Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. You know what I mean? Welcome back to Old School. We've got action on the Sardar Hemi text line. First up, Jay Foreman. Uh, Jay, you get five minutes alone with Steve Peterson. What do you say? Do what? What do you say or do to Steve Peterson? The Sardar Heyman text line. Mm-hmm. I would probably. I would. Even, I would just be like, "What were you thinking?" Or who helped you get to that decision? And then just go from there. It's not, you know what? I, I look at it like the all jokes aside. My dealings with Steve when I was a player was on point. I liked Steve. Um, obviously, I think things probably maybe changed and got out of way out of whack, which I'm sure he has some regrets. You know, if he, I'm sure it didn't work out. So you can't. I mean, I, I know he's not. <clears throat> Hard-headed enough to think that everything that he did at Nebraska or decisions he made were on point, or else he'd probably been here a lot longer. Um, but I also think that at the time that when he was making those decisions, I'm sure he was making those, he wasn't making those decisions to fail. Um, you know, at you know, really, as I started thinking back, I think Bill Callahan had some success at Cal as a coach. Um, I will say this: if Bill Callahan had a defense, def- uh, uh, didn't have his defensive coordinator, I think his record would be different and his legacy would be different because Bill Callahan recruited his butt off. Now, now we had, you know, John Blake or whatever his name is that was doing it, but he recruited his butt off. I mean, he was recruits now. I mean, mm-hmm. so offensively and defense, he was recruiting guys. I mean, he and he was recruiting guys that he was used to seeing at the pro level. So I like that about Bill Callahan. I like that – um now, I think a lot of times that some of his offensive stats were fake because they were losing by so much in your passing. But offensively, eventually it worked. You got to think if uh, – was it Terrence Nunn? If he didn't drop the pass in the flat against Texas, they beat Texas, I think, in his first or second year here. And that's hard to do when you go from a total option roster to somewhat of a uh, you know West Coast. So he did some good things um, was – embrace Lincoln, embrace being the coach. He never was out. He never was very, like, uh, receptive of he'd see people, you know. And so, and that's more of the pro mentality. So, he did some good things. Steve made the decision, you know, on the thought process of he had success at Cal. He had success, in, in theory, as the Raiders coach. He could come here, be here for five years, turn the program around, and then if you want, you know, it, it was supposed to be a good relationship. I need you. You need me. A great out. The, the, what you need to be successful is here, and in small bits and pieces, it worked. Where he really messed up was one. He didn't embrace five national championships and what we did to be successful. That's number one. That was completely stupid, and it was completely stupid if Steve Peterson didn't pull him in the office and say, "Hey, dude, dude you're." And he's from North Platte. He should know better, right? And I don't know how that conversation went. Then what he also didn't do is just embrace not only the people in Nebraska, but you got to think, he shut the doors for, for anybody that played prior to when he was here. Like, voiced it. Because I remember there was a there was a, a article in the Lincoln Journal Star, and Sip could probably you know, call in or verify it, that where Troy Dumas couldn't – he wouldn't allow him into the football offices. 
You know, you know what I'm saying? Troy Dumas was one of our – was just a recent national champion and just was playing with the Kansas City Chiefs, who would, he actually probably played against Bill Callahan because that's, you know, in the division. So those are two biggest things along with keeping his defensive coordinator. He, he, if he got rid of his defensive coordinator, his legacy here is totally different. He actually probably is on to maybe another head cup. So I think that's – you know, but those type of decisions hurt your legacy. And but I always say, like, if you come here and you really try to work your program and you, you know, have injuries or, you know, like kind of like a plethora of like out of out of box injuries or stuff like that. But you try to do everything the right thing. That's just kind of OK. It just didn't work out. You know, you tried to coach. It didn't work. It, the stars didn't align. But when you forcefully try to do something and and take away from what you're what the job that you got was successful prior to you and not embrace it, it's never going to work. And and here's how it sometimes happens at the pro level. So when I came into the league, my first year we were sixth in defense, like with the Buffalo Bills. Now, and I was just a, a backup guy, but that's where we were sixth. Next year we we're number one. Third year we, we were number three, okay? So and then we fire Wade and come in. Greg Williams is the coach, and that was the year after they had Javon Curse. Greg, I knew this is when I knew Greg Williams was going to fail as as a coach as in Buffalo. Now Buffalo have been playing pretty good defense long before I even got there with Bruce Smith. You're always going to have a good D. You know that Cornelius. They've had they have Hall of Famers on defense. You know and had some dudes. I mean Chris Spielman had played there. Shane Conlon and me that been there. You know what I mean? Ted Washington. I mean, we got dudes that got Super Bowl rings and pride and eventually gold jackets. So they never were scrubs on defense. Here Greg Williams comes after having Tennessee and gets the job, which is, I mean, you know, you hire him. He's like, yeah, you guys thought you guys were really playing some defense. We're about to do some stuff. And, and he put up the records of what they had versus what we had the year before. We were just the number three defense. You know what I'm saying? So essentially he just – Everything was to lessen and minimize what was done for, in this case, decades before, and on the and we're burying the fact that Greg Williams is certifiably insane. Oh, the, the, <laughs> yeah, like that part. Uh, they gave the keys. He got worse as he got in the league, though, because the mix of him being in New Orleans with Sean Payton when they were having their like, remember they were having their like pain medicine guy around i mean mm. no that was they they were roguish well, down there yeah they, they did i mean they they, they and then they with joe vitt squad, they had and they had joe vitt joe joe vitt was a linebacker coach that he always called he called his you know uh they had the the don't the, the soul patrol uh-huh. when um ricky ricky Jackson and, and so it's all they, pretty much the whole defense was brothers called yeah. soul patrol that's yeah. what they named us so. toy cooks but then Hills, that's uh, a great nickname so then he, his deal he majority, primarily liked white linebackers, so he named them the Snow Patrol. And uh, then, so those two mixed together. But Greg Williams was funny. I mean, I remember uh, us playing. Um, well, he is, but see, here's the thing. So I knew Greg in D.C. when he was. That was well, after. Right. Well, no, when he was a player. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was a player, and he was a special team yeah. guy. He was the kamikaze guy. Mm-hmm. So his job was go down and throw, lower his head, and throw himself into the wedge. Yeah. Like that, that, that Greg Williams made a, a, a long career out of it. Yeah. We had a guy like that in high school. Like, we knew. We Everybody knew. It's yeah. weird. We, but we, we knew. Like, he's like, the headbutt guy. You have to be built different. Like, you got a he's strong – Every got a football strong team has – Chuck Cecil. Yeah, every, <laughs> every football team has a missile, like, that they launch into opposing other teams. 
the guy who headbutts the lockers. Mm-hmm. That's Greg Williams. Yeah. And you never know how they're not hurt. Well, it's they're just hurt. Like, it's just- but they're just walking around seeing birds <laughs> and stars and try to ignore them. So that's kind yeah. of what they, it is. They so talk to him. Yeah. Well, we understood. We, we were playing. Um, <laughs> we were playing Indianapolis Colts, and uh, and it, it, I mean, one thing I'll tell you. Here's what I will say about Greg Williams. What he taught me as far as the coverage game and passing concepts and passing coverage, I'm gonna give him total kudos for. Straight up. Now you get what I'm saying. He helped me become a better player because I was able to take and embrace what he was teaching as far as coverages and take it to when I went to Houston. I mean, it was it, it worked. It's good. It helped me as a linebacker uh, be more successful and play faster. So I, I'm not going to – but I remember we were playing uh, – and it was actually more Jerry Gray. We were playing Indianapolis Colts. And, and what we used to do back then, they had projectors. So we didn't have DVD – or we didn't have, you know, all this other stuff. So – you put up, you know, of course, Peyton Manning is the big picture and tons of stats, and I don't know if he won an MVP. So you put up Edger and James, right? And this is back when he had, he had dreads and gold in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I would never – hey. Straight grill. Hey, <laughs> I wouldn't – but Edger and James was running through the league. And we had already kind of did a decent job against him, you know, with our defense before. So I kind of already – I always kept my notebooks and went back to it, you know, just mm-hmm. – you know, because he – the big thing was don't tackle him up high because he got a serious stiff arm. He doesn't like getting hit into hit lower in his legs, especially going to the left. You know what I mean? Okay. Because you know, uh, or actually to the right, because his right arm stiff arm is next level. So we're playing him, and 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 Jerry Gray walks up. <laughs> he walks up in there, and then so somehow he you know you can just you know make the picture bigger. Mm-hmm. He circles the golden mouth and the dreads. He's like, ain't no brother coming up here with golden. <laughs> and, and he had like an MCL sprain. You know what I mean? Like or, or <laughs> some sort of knee issue because he was, you know, you can see it on tape. Yeah. He, had, he had the knee brace on. He's like, ain't no brother coming over here with gold in his mouth and, and dreads. And then he running nothing and on his defense. And, and, and I'm very PG when I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, his MCL, he's like, I want that thing out. He's like, I want it out on the field. He's like, crank up the John Deere and get his you-know-what off the field. It took everything for me not to start laughing because the dude next to me was a dude named Freddie Jones that played at Colorado. He was a linebacker, and he was the team like icebreaker. You know, if you're getting, if you're not playing well, and you're getting, you know, people are getting after you on on film, mm-hmm. he would say the the funny thing. So if I, if you ever hear me say hit the light, Freddie, that's what the linebacker coach would hit the light, Freddie, because he's sitting in the back, right? Well, he literally would hit the lights. Just to mess with the linebacker coach. So that was Freddie. And I looked at him and I was like, did Jerry Gray really just say this? I mean, we got like Phil Hansen. We got some real proper dudes in there, yeah. right? Phil Hansen played like 15 years. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, he, Phil Hansen's like, I know he met with Jerry. Like, look, man, I'm from like South Dakota, North Dakota. You can't be saying this you type just, of stuff. Yeah, you did, you did, you yeah. did too much. Good stuff. Um, we'll throw it to Rico, your rant. I th- think I kind of know where you're going to go. Buckle up, folks. Rico's on one. Rico's rant is next. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.